0: Oh, Father, your face is more clearer, so much clearer than ever before. You're revealing more of your face, more detail every time we come deeper and deeper in you. We come together right now Because during this time of adjustments, we're not just waiting to receive what we're making the adjustments for. But we come to you and we say, Father, what do you want from us? What do you want us to make the adjustments about? What areas in our lives do you want to change? Because you said to me, In your presence, you want me to gravitate to your divine character. Because your character is who you are. And that's all you want us to know. It's who you are and that's how we find our true identity. More and more, we know you, the more and more we know who we are. Because we are like our father. When we walk this earth, people encounter you because when they see us, they see you. When they hear us, they hear you. So Father, here are our ways in exchange for your ways. Here are our thoughts in exchange for your thoughts. Here are our words in exchange for your words. Father, we just want to be more like you. We take our mind off of everything else and just keep it on you. You say, seek me first, and my kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. And you are adding into our life. And those are the adjustments that we are also preparing to receive. We are making necessary adjustments. And we are who you say we are. And we can do exactly what you say we can do. You know each and every one of us by our new name. You call us by who we are as to how and why you created us, period. Thank you for your ways. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that we no longer have to be under the law of circumcision based upon our behavior. I thank you for me learning so much about Paul and the way how he released the word. And you know. To the Galatians. To everybody. is so amazing. I love how Paul said. Father. The same you have anointed Peter. To release a word. To the Jews. The same you have released. The anointing upon him. To release to the Gentiles. You took him out. Call them by name. Release Christ unto him. He became born again and you sent them back as a new creation. Around the people who used to sit amongst with him and do things that were unlike you. Won't you do it every time? I want to ask you to forgive me, Father. I want you guys to forgive me. Because I used to be so ashamed Of where I grew up And there is nothing to be ashamed about Now I understand How God can pull me out Of that way of living And ordain me to himself Receive the baptism of Holy Spirit And send me back into the same areas Where I grew up and it's clearly understood why I'm so easy to be received because they know I can't relate Paul can relate to the Gentiles and I can relate to where you have had me to grow up because they see a difference they see how I was and they see how I am now And that shows that you are who you say you are. I got on one knee, guys. And I looked up at God in my dining room. And I said, Father. I give you my word regarding your living word. That I am that used vessel, that you can use freely There's no more of me, or my way, or my thought Or anything that you can think of that's there That I'm not even aware that's there Be thy removed God knows I am open You are open for him to show up and show out However he wants to If there are things that we can change Then we make the change Don't deny the change That's how we become better if he wants to deal with your attitude, don't you get an attitude because he's pointing out your attitude. If you're doubtful, if you're insecure. If you feel like you got to hold on to things, so nothing will leave. Hold on to things so that, you know, so you can keep. Whatever God's given you is yours to keep. A lot of us hover over all things. It's mine, it belonged to me. And guess what? It will only it will always be yours, and that's permanent. You don't ever have to hover over anything or anyone. Some of us are coming very possessive. That is mine. That's my spouse. That's my house. That's my business. And guess what? It is. And all of the glory and honor belongs to God. It is yours. It will always be only yours. No one can ever take that from you. But you just keep it there. By knowing that God freely given it over to you. Mm-hmm. Know that it is yours. Know that you are worth every good thing. And it would never go anywhere. Some of us are afraid to let people grow up and go and express things on their own. We're afraid of them making mistakes out of our sight. But God grant us favor to take risks every day to go where he send us. And God is so passionate of his love concerning us. And God is also so patient with our walk with him. We can walk with him for years. And he said that we're not mature enough for him to uproot that nasty attitude. But instead, he still continues to walk with us until we get to the point where we want to become more mature. To receive much more of him so we get that attitude about. Hallelujah. We cannot be arrogant. We cannot be prideful. We cannot think we are better because we receive more for God. Because he have us to become better. You're not better than your neighbor don't want what your neighbor has God has everything he has unto you what you want from your neighbor that's not what you want because it's not your portion it's not of your own so there'll be something missing like you know broken regarding anything or anyone I love how Paul had to correct Peter he checked Peter wait a second Peter Hallelujah In Galatians 2 You know He was telling Peter What are you doing? Why are you sitting amongst the Gentiles? Why are you being a hypocrite? We are born Jews We are born knowing about Christ We are born knowing about faith and I love how Paul considered himself to be born that way You know why? Because he's a new creation And he saw himself as new and not old Because the old Paul had no idea who he was Who Christ even was Didn't even believe Was against it Totally But he saw himself from where God sees him As a new creation Peter Peter we are born Jews. We are born in faith. Why are you sitting around people who only preach circumcision? And then when people come around that you know when approve of it, you want to get up and walk away. How would they ever know the law of grace if you want to sit around and have them thinking that it's okay to preach persecution, Peter? See Paul could have easily said Peter You're the one who walked with Christ You saw him get up You saw him be crucified You were there You witnessed Peter You was handpicked by Christ How dare you He did not say that How he gained Peter's attention He related by Adam himself In the conversation He didn't say Peter you He said no Peter We See when you put yourself in the equation People can easily relate Because you're not talking at them Now they know you're talking amongst them Because you added yourself Peter we We're not born like this We don't live like this We don't even talk like that We live unto Christ We live faith unto Christ You know that Peter And it doesn't doesn't say, but I can imagine how Peter felt to hear Paul say that. That's like when God used you to win someone to the kingdom. You win them over to the kingdom. And then they begin to go all out for Christ. And you begin to look at them like they begin to amaze you because they, you know, they gone way off. They gone. And you're like, wow. Dang. (laughs) You serious about this? And then all of a sudden you do something. And they say, no. No, no, no. We don't live like this. It's not about you, you, you. Shouldn't do, do, do. No, we don't live this way. We're not going out like that, Peter. Come from sitting with them. Even Barnabas was sitting with them. And Barnabas came with Paul. Paul. I can imagine how Barnabas felt when Peter walked up on them like that they didn't expect Peter to show up because it clearly states that when Peter got I mean when Paul got there they quickly got up from the table oh we got caught we sitting around the Gentiles And it had nothing to do with word because Peter knows the word of God. So I say, what father gave Peter eye to take off of you to sit amongst them and disguise who he really is by listening to them? Because Peter began to see what they had naturally. They had good food, they had good drinks, they had good things that was appealing to Peter's natural eye, Barnabas' eye, too. And don't that happen to us all the time? Things that seem to be appealing to the natural eye. And most of the things that are appealing is not even what God even has. And most of the time it's contrary to the will of God. That's why we don't walk in the flesh. Hallelujah. I love the passion that Peter, I mean that Paul had for the Gentiles. The same anointing you have, Peter, for the Jews. The same anointing God grace me for the Gentiles. I love that we have a hunger for God so much, guys. God will bring you out, wash you up, cleanse you and send you back to bring others and he have done that because we are doing that and i am not ashamed any longer from growing up in southeast southwest northeast and northwest i thank god for my upbringing I thank God for every school I have went to, every neighbor I have lived next to. I thank God for it. Hallelujah. The same building that I used to live in as a little girl, we used to have to duck every night from the gunshots that God had me to go back last year to bring this woman back to life who OD'd off of heroin. I lived on a strip. And God sent me back to that same strip. And them guys that were there that day said, Don't call the cops, please. We, you know, we don't want to make the block hot. Just if I mean if she don't come, you know, in two, in like five more minutes, then you could go ahead and call the paramedics. Let's see what we can do Everything we can do And within that five minutes She got up And they was like Thank you for listening to us Because you could have called I mean you know And they respected me for that And it must have scared the crap Out of them what happened Because every time God had me to go back Just to see If they there to go And just say hello it's, It's clear No one's out there No one's out there Especially not the ones Who were there Not even the drug dealers And God sent me to these neighborhoods and I was very nervous around Douglas Place by the big Jim Frederick Douglas home. I never seen such before and I grew up, you know, I was a little, you know, nervous and Q don't be nervous. I never witnessed people outside freely doing drugs. They didn't care. And I say, Father, what can I do? And they, I guess they can feel God in me. Because they don't, they wasn't mean, they weren't disrespectful. They just gave me my space while I was there. And there was a, a young you woman. You have a call, from- Excuse me. And there was a young woman who I heard, you know, months ago, who got murdered by having a stand. Passing out flyers, trying to make positive changes in the community. And the people in the community, you know, she got shot and she passed away. And I said, why did they do that? Because she had the attitude I'm going to force myself on here and I'm going to force change in this community because I'm going to sit here and I'm not going anywhere. She made demands And the guys felt the threat Like you're coming here Trying to change You're messing up our money You take the people away from us Then we ain't gonna have nowhere to go We ain't gonna have nowhere to live You're messing up our block So they moved her off the block She got shot And they didn't find who did it But they have a motive But they don't have that much proof Because the case is still open And her mother said, all she was trying to do is make positive change. And let me tell you this, the point of me saying this, just because it sounds good to do, we must be led. We cannot have the attitude, I'm going to this place, I'm going here, I'm gonna take this back. Yeah, you take it back from the enemy, not going towards your neighbor, trying to make them do anything. We cannot make anybody serve God. We cannot make anybody do anything. God don't even make us to do things. It's a free will. You can't go in nobody's neighborhood, put no chair tables out there and think you're just going to go out there and take over their neighborhood. Who are you, woman? We can't do that. We can't go to other countries because it sounds good to do without the grace of God because we didn't even ask God. So where's the protection? Like Moses say, I don't go anywhere without you, God. I need you. Now how does that as living? Won't go anywhere without God. I'm so open. I'm like, God. Anything in me. That I need to, you know, make adjustments in any area you see. I want you to freely know that you can freely move. I will not feel no kind of way. I need to become better so you can have your way into my life. My purpose is not for me, but I thank you that you're using me to fulfill consistency. God saying to me, consistency, Quenisha Continue to be consistent. And you continue to be consistent all the days of your life. Yes, Father, you have my word. I said in front of you, in front of all the world, I will be consistent. I will be consistent. And God said something else to me, guys. I wouldn't usually mention that, you know, because when we, when we receive, you know, the ouches, which are the growth, which we really need, which actually feels good. We don't normally admit to people what the ouches are about, you know. But I'm not ashamed. And God said to me, do not be a people pleaser. Yes, God. You never were a people pleaser. It didn't matter to you where you went, who went with you. Long as you you just had your eye, Quenisha, on just releasing my word. Wherever I sent you alone and I sent people with you to help you and to follow you and follow me through you. To support, to help, to protect I send those who I send to you. During those times you were on the trains, in the neighborhoods, there were always someone I sit close to watch. You weren't even aware every time I've done that. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Don't ever be a people pleaser. You be pleased by me by knowing I am pleased by you. A lot of times we try to please people, guys. We want people to see how blessed we are. Now, it's okay to testify, but you know when you want people to know, you know, so they can see, you know, how God is moving in your life, and that's okay. But know your motive as to why you're doing it. Some want to gloat and some wants to testify. But it's all unto the glory of God. And I encourage you to gloat not. Boast not. Stay humble. We don't get a lot of people to support us or whatever. We feel some kind of way. I had to somebody the other day. They was fired they were mad. I mean, they were so bred. What's wrong? I put my heart into my message on Facebook. Nobody cared and said they'd like it. What? It's okay. I like it. You cannot have your worth based upon popularity. We cannot try to please people. You will be disappointed every time because people changes their mind. If they change their mind on themselves, we can they're not going to change their mind about you. God's trying to have us walk firmly and be planted and rooted in the vine alone. He said, I am the vine, you are the branch. He didn't say, I'm the vine, you are the branch beside the other branch. It's you and Christ alone in your walk. Individually, Christ, I feel you. Oh, God, thank you. Yes. What am I gaining from your presence? Oh, God. I'm gaining. Oh, God. Give me a word, please. What am I gaining from you? Let me know. Yeah, I'm lost for words, please. Self-respect. He said, I'm gaining self-respect from his presence. Respecting myself. Respecting myself spiritually, mentally, Emotionally and physically By being Christ-like Walking how we're supposed to Talking like God The more we talk like God The more we walk like God The more people see God in and through us I love how the words say God made a promise to Abraham and his son And his son He wasn't referring to Isaac from Abraham. He made a promise to Abraham regarding many nations and Abraham. I mean, no, he said, and his son, not Abraham's son. God was referring to Christ. It's amazing how Abraham had a personal relationship with God. Abraham was a man, is a man, excuse me, of faith. And in many, many, many many, many years down, here come Moses, a man who's called to release a law, a law of circumcision, a law of sacrifice, a law of obedience due to sacrifice. And then from Moses, here come Christ. Now we're under a new covenant of grace. And it's amazing how God was referring to Abraham. Because everybody who's of Abraham is a son and a daughter of God. Because you are a new creation. Because Abraham is a man of faith. Not a man of the law. And I love that. From Abraham to Christ. Then we are a new creation. And we are. Mothers and fathers. Of many nations. As a descendant from Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Living by faith. Abraham talked to God. Walked with God. Came away with God. You didn't hear about Abraham's behavior due to him knowing God. Even though Abraham made mistakes, everybody have except Christ in the earth. But he had a personal relationship. And I love how Paul say, even the Gentiles God is referring to when he said, The sons of Abraham. Because anybody. Who hear the word. Can be changed. Understand the word. Can be converted. Into that word they see here and understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul really cared about the Gentiles. Like you really care about the people you grew up around. Even though you don't live those ways that many of them probably still do. But you still care about them. God not going to ever have us to turn our back on them. He may pull you away to cause you to be more strengthened. To gain them back to him. Hallelujah. But how many times have we thought we was mature enough or, you know, anointed enough, quote unquote, to go and win them back. And then we done fell into temptation ourselves while we were there. We go to our old friends. We start talking like we used to talk. Cuss words slip out. You ain't cussing years. Reminiscing on what you used to do. Instead of giving God praise for where He bought you and delivered you from, the things that you used to do. Hallelujah. I thank God that He changed my life around. He changed your life around. And I did not see it coming. But my spirit man kept telling me something good. Is about to happen to you I'm like what? In the midst of me living in total deception Something good is about to happen to you You woman of God I know you see yourself in your faults But I see all of my grace on you When I start in you Oh you best believe I'm going to finish Something good is happening to you Come on somebody It may look like you at the end or you actually at the beginning something good is about to happen. And if something is your outcome, your purpose, your destiny, that's what you care about, Krenisha. Souls. You care about people. You love people. You serve people. You sit amongst people. That's why people are so easy to receive you and proceed from you because they know you love them. You have a gifting. You have anointing on you that draws people to God. You sit amongst the people. You don't talk at the people. You don't think you better. You put them more higher than yourself. Because you love the people. And they are God's children. Many of us be born again. And we think we're so high and puffed up. And look at the world. And look at them different. Like you got a line draw. Here's us and there's them. Yeah them. No God is using you to gain them unto him because he valued them the same as he valued you never forget that it's amazing with the people that we consider to be less than us how God used them to keep you standing where you're supposed to be just like Paul did Peter hallelujah just like others did us I'm enjoying meditating on Peter and Paul, but more so Paul right now. It's like, Paul, my God, my God, Paul, I can relate to your testimony so much. I know what it's like for God to close my eyes. I'm trying to tell you guys. And it's always threes when it's very, you know, when it's with purpose from God. God closed my eyes, and He took me right where He took Paul, and I had no idea He was going to ever do that. That same place—it was so hot, it was so dry. The land was so dry; it was the the, it, the ground was so dusty. The, the, you know, blowing dry dirt, blowing with the wind, but the wind is still hot. It was so hot. All I remember how hot it was. And I kept saying, God, I want to see. You gifted me with sight. I want to see. And until I calm down. And i given up as I calm down. Because what I'm saying is not helping because I'm still not able to see. So let me do something different to receive different results. Let me calm myself down. And why I'm doing that, let me surrender. Father I surrendered, And my sight came back But this time when he opened my eyes I was able to see Everything for what it really is Because in order for me to see How God has me to see I must be free In order to be free I must surrender He had to bring me to a place Where I had to give up my way Of doing things and I've been going back and forth with my walk a lot. That's why God said persistency, Quelisha. Being consistent. Yes, Father, you have me. I'm so serious. The old is gone. You know when you're free and You know when you're not going back. You know when you are sold out. That's exactly how I felt. So enjoy magnify the Father Lord with me. Hallelujah. I just wanted to get up here and say something. There's no way I can get up here and say nothing the days that I'm having. Hallelujah. I thank God for you and what he's doing on your end. You know, we we are here. We are here. We are here. The sons of God are the sons who are a new creation. And that is us. Just spending time with God, and I love how my spiritual dad, everything that my spiritual parents say, they are prophesying to my life. That's why I listen very closely because everything God was gonna say, that's what's happening instantly in my life, immediately. They're speaking as to what God had me to walk in while they're talking. Seriously. And what I grabbed hold of very important today was, while you're in the presence of God, because when we in God's presence, we just, you know, we're experiencing, you know, just being high in the presence, drunk in the presence and all of that. But like my spiritual dad said, what are we gaining in the presence of God? What are we encountering? What are we taking from the presence? You know, what are we receiving? Know what you're adjusting for. What are the adjustments that's being made? And we're just sometimes we sit around and wait for God to do the adjustments, but no, God wants you to open up your mouth and say, Father, do our confessions. That's how God do a lot of things. Do our confessions. We confess Jesus is Lord, and here is salvation unto us. Father, I give up my ways. Now here come his ways. He put his hands back on. So what are your confessions in the presence of God? Father. What do you want me to gain in your presence? And what do you want me to lose in your presence? Never become a people pleaser. Sure. I wouldn't. I never will. Quinesha, I want you to be consistent. I see you're up and I know you're up and you're standing and you're strong. But continue to do that all the days of your life. You got it, Father. You got it. If God didn't have my attention any other times in my life, He has my full attention now more than ever before. And that's growth, guys. I know He do with yours too. Just reading and just reading and just soaking. And God said, I don't want you to gain too much at one time where, you know, it overwhelms you. I want you to read and just meditate on what you just read. It don't matter if it's a small passage or a large passage, a scripture or whatever. Or a sentence Just meditate on it Gain from it Let it change your life See yourself in it I say father release to me the scriptures I need to read For me to see myself in it Where am I Show me where I am right now in your word And he led me You know To Galatians And read the first, second and third chapter You know It's amazing it's amazing. That is my life. To go forth and minister about being under the law of grace. Do you know how good a person feels to think that they have to carry burdens on their back and to know that they be removed and to feel that and have that encounter of the burdens being removed? Go from being worried to being, you know, Happy. Go from being fearful to being fearless. From being bound to being free. Worried about bills. Now you know the Lord is my shepherd. He takes great care of me. I'm worried about my kids. Now I give my kids unto God. He takes care of them for me. God gave me a dream of a little boy. And this little boy happened to be, what age was he, God? He was eight, nine. And he was just, you know, what he did was he took a pair of clippers. And I had braids in his hair. And he took a pair of clippers and went across his head with the clippers. And I was like, no, this little boy didn't. He did it in front of me. I was like, "Hold on! Did you just grab the clippers and cut the middle of your head, boy?" I looked at his head. I said, "Oh my God! The middle of your head gone! You skin up. Oh, I was so pissed at this little boy. I was so pissed. I grabbed, I'm telling you, I never got that mad before. I said, no, I grabbed that little boy up. I said, "Look, little boy! He was my child in the dream." I said, "Oh my God!" You cut your hair. And I saw all his braids on the floor. Oh, my God. The middle of his head. He had braids in the front and back, but the middle was gone. So, oh, my God. No, you didn't. And I just braided your head. And he was acting out. And I was like, he's acting out differently. He doesn't act like this. What's happening? And I was yelling and all that. And he was not responding to my yelling. He wasn't responding to me getting upset by what he did. And so I said, come here. He came to me. I said, I can fix this. I can fix it. And he calmed down. He calmed down because I calmed down. I, he was just moving around like, you know, he started freaking out because I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen this boy act like this. He's scaring me. God. But I was pissed. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to skin you. You're about, about to skin you, raw little boy. Oh my God. I was so mad looked at look at me and just went cross his hand with the clippers like and then start acting out after that what in the world kid okay, is this i didn't teach you this and what god was sharing with me when you are calm your whole house is calm when you are blessed your whole house is blessed It goes both ways. It's up to you to keep the atmosphere the way it's supposed to be. And that's the way I show you. And that's the way it should be. But it's up to you. If you want to be worried. Your whole house is worried. You want to be angry. Your whole house is angry. You want to be pissed. The whole house is pissed. Whatever you do, Quinesia. And God came to me. Whatever you do your whole house because you know why he said that because us as women we are responsible for the home the husbands are responsible to be led by God to take care of the home but we're responsible to make sure that the home is ran smoothly and God said to me Quenisha if you are calm your whole house is calm. so he gave me instructions I never acted that way before, but that little boy brought that out of me. I'm trying to tell you. I said, oh my God, you just, your brain's on the floor. Come here. You put a patch in the middle of your head, old boy. About to get a beat, on top of a beat. And I don't even beat, kids. You getting a beat. He didn't care about that, no. God was showing me through this little boy who was eight years old, eight or nine. God said, nine. When you're calm, he's calm. Very energetic kid. I'm like, man. Okay, God. Okay. He showed me that. When you're calm, he's calm. Your whole house is calm. And every the angry I got, the more he act out. And when I calmed down, he gave me a hug and he calmed down immediately. I looked at his head, saw the bald spots that he done cut, seen his braids on the floor. I'm like, you know, um, I can fix this. I can fix it for you. You're going to be okay. And he said, okay. Yeah. I just thought about that, talking to you guys. I forgot about that last night. Yeah. So I I urge you before I get off of here, remain calm. Therefore, your whole house is calm. Even if you are a single man, a single woman, you you know, be calm. Calm down. Because your body parts will go according to how you respond or what you do. That's why our body is his temple. It's unto him. But we must take good care of our temple. I'm not talking about what you put in and what you leave out. I mean, take out naturally. No. I'm talking about spiritually. Receive the peace. Live in the peace. Keep the peace. It's yours. Keep the joy. It's yours. You don't have to escape your home just to have peace. No, peace be in your home. Make those adjustments, being led by God, taking those necessary steps for God to change you, for you to release that in the atmosphere of your home. I didn't grow up in an affectionate home. And God has my home, how He created me to have my home and my family to be very affectionate because Father is. But many people, you know, they grab different things from God, not grabbing everything sometimes, you know? Okay, Father, I want you as my provider. I want you as my friend. No, Father, I need you as everything. I need all of you, none of me. That's why some of us walk around with, you know, joy, and then you know, lacking other areas, lacking in patience. But in God's eyes, without one, you don't have none. Seriously. Because all of them are a form of love You're patient to love You're patient to be kind You're patient to love To have joy Joy is love Joy is kindness Kindness is joy Kindness is generosity Generosity is self-control They all are a part of each other And those are the characteristics of God And we are in his image. Therefore, they're the characteristics of us. They're the characteristics of us. That's another thing God said, you know, work on slowing down when I talk. I thank God I was never a person to ever be offended when it comes to knowing what I need to change. But then God had me to be very careful. I thank God. Thank you, Father, for your protection. You protected me my whole life. There you go. Let me slow it down. You protected me my whole life. Seriously, thank you for your shield. Thank you for your shield. It's so much coming out so fast, Father. Keep slowing slow it down? Thank you. God said, do you want to slow down? <laughs> yes, Father. <laughs> slow down. Okay, Father. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, God said, be mindful about that. Because I was confessing my faults, you know, as a young adult to people. And some was using it against me. You know? Some was using it to tear me down. And God said, uh-uh, we ain't doing that one. Come away. Come away. Especially if they see that you have a hunger to want to, you know, do better. They try to throw all these things your way as if you're doing things that you're not even doing to make change to things that you don't even need to make change. You know, hurry, is in. You know? But just be calm. During this time, calm down. You want to hear your music? Hear your music. Whatever you do to keep your mind calm and at ease. Receiving all the peace, the joy, everything. Can't nobody bring anything your way that you don't want to be in your way. Because God keeps our feet from being moved. He directs our path. Our path is clear before us. There are no stumbling blocks when you are walking with God and walking like God. Those are the children as descendants, as being here, as children of Abraham as he is here. Being like Christ. Believing in Christ. Having the faith in Christ which is the faith in God. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. I thank you guys for listening to my end and the adjustments, you know, some of the adjustments that God me to mention in front of you that I'm making on my end. You know? Continuing to be consistent. A lot of us say we are consistent. Trust me. If you have an attitude, if you get mad fast or whatever, that's not consistency. That's not being like Christ. So who are you being like? Be consistent in being like Him. It goes for everything. Hallelujah. God is really dealing with me on making changes now. Making more changes in my home. I want you to live, Quenisha. now, how I'm preparing you to live later. And you know what I mean. A lot of times we want to make changes when the time comes. No. You'll keep on waiting Because he wants to change you Now Before that comes, Because a change Need to happen they Need to take place within you So you can become better For you And not for anybody else Many of us want to become better To receive somebody else Or receive something from God And then we receive it we back to our old ways No No God is not doing that. I said, Father, when it comes to my outcome, my purpose of being here and the desires you placed in my heart, let me say this to you. I'm not seeking you for these desires for my own, but I thank you that they are, you know, a part of me because you placed them in my heart to fulfill why I'm here and they are a part of me permanently but they're for your glory. They're for your glory. Me getting married is for the glory of God. It's not about me, Is not about the person, it's about God being a blessing unto others who need God. Take our attention off of ourselves, even with a business, even with a degree, whatever. Think about others. If you knew how many people be blessed by God who you come in contact with every day, you have no idea. Even the people, you had no idea on their way to do whatever they was on their way to do or what else about to set that happened against them. But because God sent you there, which is himself in you, God, I don't know about you, but I had many people come to me testifying God sent you right on time. And then God send someone right on time for you. Because God is always on time. No matter how He comes. How He comes. Hallelujah. I was about to eat before I got on here, but I know I definitely don't get on here. My plate been sitting here the entire time. Gotta be rewarmed. I don't even care. I made adjustments not to eat while I'm talking to you guys. You know, even to the other, I know you guys hear me mention to the other crowd, the other listeners. And you are no different than them and they're no different than you. But they are helping me in the area, you know, for me to prepare to receive what God has for me more personally. And you know when you have personal things, you don't open the door up for everybody to walk in. And I just thank God for that. I have. It will never take for granted because I need the help from that end. And I thank God for your help by you listening on this, you know, podcast that God has for you to hear. But like we know, everything that we go through is not for everybody. We cannot have everybody in our space. Everybody don't need to know what God is doing in your life personally. A lot of things is best to be demonstrated, you know. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. I thank God. During the time of a pandemic, God caused a shutdown to gain my attention. And I make it very personal, not just me, but I'm making it personal on my relationship with God. Father, you caused a shutdown. Would the enemy you try to set up for us to turn our back on you or be afraid thinking that this is happening or we cursed or this happening we're going to die and all these things and here you are showing me life and that more abundantly call me off a job to see what's going on in my home because if I wasn't in my home to see what's going on what you was trying to show me all along I would probably still been in that way but God said to me no now is the time you caused a pandemic to gain Cornish's attention and you called me off my job in the midst of a pandemic and I have more than enough I don't need, I don't want I don't have no wants even when it comes to my girly things nails, everything God takes great care of me take care of things that I need to do first I'm not a woman to go shopping, shopping, shopping me shopping is becoming shopping for you that's my shopping that's my going to the mall that's my sitting around watching soaps. Hallelujah. I really mean it. Stay clean. Don't be cluttery. And let am going to tell you how God helped me not to be cluttery. Because God said do everything unto me. Did I not grant you a place? Yes. Then show me thanks by treating it the way it's supposed to be treated. Never neglect anything I do for you. You have a vehicle? It's junky? Clean it up. God bless you with that vehicle. Keep it clean. Your life will run so much smoothly in order. Don't invite anybody to a junkie house. I said, Father, I don't want to be at a, a, a point or a place anymore. I said this years, years ago. Father, help me. Because I cannot stand when somebody wants to come over and I got to go through all this to you know, make it comfortable for them to be here. I need to already be like that so they can just come on over here. Okay? Get rid of all this. All of it. All of it. Okay. And when I got rid of old, here come the new. That's what happened in this season. What do you have to do, Father? Get rid of all of this. All of it. All of it. Okay. God. And here come all the new. Got rid of the old job. And here come a new position. Got rid of the past mistakes. And here come blessings and favor. Gave up my way of doing. And here goes God's plan. Hallelujah. My son never been so happy before his life. My son's a very respectful kid, but I could see in his face, the, the guy I falsely married, he didn't really, you know, he didn't take, but he was being respectful because his mother taught him to be. But that day when that man grabbed this, this clothes and he said, you know, see y'all, my son was like, bye. I was like, oh, he said bye, oh God. My son, he don't say bye, he'd be like, see you later or something. No, my son said bye, oh God. I said, oh, God, my son, my son said, bye. <laughs> he was like, bye. Like, and then my son so respectfully, he said, thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I said, oh, God, my son said, bye. And when my son locked the door behind him, my son was like, finally, finally. Finally our jubilee, back to our original state. And the plan and the will of God. Because I grew my son up, you know, knowing God, being with him. And I got, you know, psh, Jesus. greatly deceived by me being opened. I hold myself accountable and I thank God that I'm free from that. Hallelujah. It's nothing worse than to know that you're not in the will. And you're trying to find ways to make it seem to be Okay. It would never be okay Then outside the will of God. If you're uneasily yoked, you would never be okay. You can feel it, you can see it, you, can, you can't you can stand it. And I think God is over. It wasn't no fussing, no fighting, no, I'm fighting for this. God had my in, my in, his, I was, we could, I could never change my name. I, I always try to change my last name. It would never happen. Things that, you know, married couples usually do, they connect their names to things, it would never happen. Everything was on my end. Everything was on his end. My name stayed with me. Everything stayed with me. My my judge said, This is the easiest case I ever had in my life. And in fact, who married you? I said, The clerk. The clerk? Oh, God. Jesus. I'm not even going to get into that because I don't want to get no one in trouble. No, God. I didn't know. I, I really didn't. I didn't. I just thank God that my family forgiven me. My family, you know, continued to support me because, you know, I eloped. That's how you know it was Satan. If you're doing something like that of God, you want the whole world to know that you're, you know, about to become a union. You know, if you hide hiding, that sounds so sneaky like Satan. Satan knew if I let my family do it, that was not going down. But I was so blindsided by deception, I didn't even see it. And I'm a clear witness, no matter how anointed you are. Everyone is given the ability To make a decision Hallelujah We all can relate to making poor decisions And we all can relate to saying Yes God For those who are saying Yes God And God is using us to gain the rest Of those who are here Who haven't said yes yet Hallelujah I don't need for nothing God pays everything Food clothes, whatever, washing, everything, bills, everything, I'm about say, so you just walk around just living, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> oh my time, greater is he was in us than us, He was in the world, I love you guys, mm-hmm. enjoy life with God.